All right, all right, all right, and happy Thanksgiving to you. Wherever you are listening, we are happy to have you here with us. This is episode number 153 of the Toilets to Titles podcast. This is week 12 of the NFL season, and with me, as always, for the third, our third Thanksgiving together, man, my man Justin Stevens at JustinFF underscore Justin. What's cooking? Uh, not nothing yet. Yeah, a lot, a lot of cooking here pretty soon in the next couple of days. So, uh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving, man. Happy Thanksgiving to uh, the viewers. If there's anybody uh, watching this later, so uh, um, we appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. You are part of what we are very thankful for. Yeah, big time, big time. And uh, there's a little bit cooking right now for my family. My wife and my daughter are upstairs, and they are making pumpkin pie. So I have a gluten allergy. If some of you aren't familiar, I, I suffer from uh, ulcerative colitis and uh, I had a few stomach issues. Thank God uh, they have been resolved. But to keep them resolved, I eliminated that from my diet. So it's a little bit extra work. And, you know, I'm grateful for my wife. I'm thankful. I guess that's the theme here. And yeah. uh, she went out of her way. She goes out of her way every year. And uh, she makes a nice whipped topping for that pumpkin pie, man. I can't wait. Thanksgiving. What is your like two favorite items? Because it's hard to nail it down to one. Turkey, turkey and okay. football. Turkey and football. <laughs> you you actually enjoy eating the turkey? Yes, absolutely. I love eating, eating turkey. Turkey love, to me the, is so plain. The turkey leg, more than anything. Um, yeah. Hey, speaking of turkey legs, there's a fellow <laughs> drum drum lover right there. What's up, Uncle Steve? Man, <laughs> I'm jealous that you get to spend Thanksgiving with that guy. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh -huh. It's always a riot, too, listening to him gripe and complain about his bad luck in fantasy football. Yeah. yeah. No matter how good or bad he's doing, it's yeah. all about his bad luck. Yeah, him and Gab Dog, they got a little bit to talk about this year yeah. after Canton. Have they, made, have they kissed and made up yet? I don't know about that. I don't know. Gavin might still be in hiding. <laughs> yeah, he might not make it to Thanksgiving. He might have some, some mysterious illness. Man, but I, I like – see – my when I grew up, we used to go to my grandmother's and uh, my on my father's side, she was Sicilian and she made lasagna and she would make these like rice balls with mozzarella in the middle. And they were like big and you'd cut them open. They were like breaded on the outside and the mozzarella would ooze out of them and you'd have it with tomato sauce. And so I, I was spoiled with that stuff. And now like. Man, I'm just over turkey. Like, give me my wife makes a thing called butternut squash. Well, it's 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 butternut squash, but it's like candied. It has like pecans and rice krispies on top. It's like a little tray, and it is so sweet. It's like uh, it's like a dessert. So I look forward to the dessert. And uh, anybody who goes outside the box to bring in something a little bit different. Oh, I was wrong. I thought Steve was a fellow drum lover. He's a he's a he likes the wing, I guess. But. Uh, <laughs> But no, if we're talking about things that we don't normally get throughout the course of the year, like obviously we don't get turkey outside of like a sandwich. But um, uh, my wife makes a really good broccoli casserole. It's amazing. So it's mm. got the broccoli and the cheese and the the cream of mushroom, whatever else she puts in it. So, man, I like broccoli casserole. Yeah, I could get down with that. One year we're gonna have to have like we'll get together for a big holiday one year. In the future, and uh, I look forward to trying that broccoli casserole. So you better tell Lori. You know what we should do? We should make it like 
like um, in the middle of the spring or something and still make it a Thanksgiving dinner. Man, we can do it in Canada. And the sweet potatoes. And <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. we, can, we can do it in August in Canada. There you go. There you, go. you know, like uh, dress up as the pilgrims and uh, you go, just go to town, go to town. I think because, I mean, last year, Jason made like a bunch of food. That chili yeah. was amazing. It was all- bread pudding, right? He made like uh, pudding with like vanilla wafers and all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, we'll see if we can't get him to whip us up a turkey. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Fry it. I, I need a deep fried or something, something a little bit different. All right. So that that is Thanksgiving. Uh, comment. Put in the comments what your favorite things to eat at Thanksgiving and maybe some outside of the box items for me to look at. Maybe I can make them as suggestions. I'll drop them in the Thanksgiving suggestion box at my wife's family's house. <laughs> so we can, <laughs> we can have them in the future. Uh, so follow me on the Twitter at coach Sheps, follow Justin at Justin FF underscore, follow the show at toilets, the titles. We got tons of people there and uh, you could find them all. I'm sure we ret- we retweet each other's content and, uh, you can find everybody out. Uh, however you're watching the show, if you're on the YouTube, please like the show. Uh, hit the like button, not just actually like the show. I hope you like the show, but I also hope you hit the like button because those are two different things. Uh, subscribe to the show. Throw us some comments. That just helps the algorithm and helps us get found to anybody searching anything we're discussing, fantasy football, all sorts of other stuff that uh, could come out, like even Thanksgiving. People searching Thanksgiving. Maybe they'll be led to our show, and it could be because of you. You know, especially if you throw some Thanksgiving comments in there, uh, throwing some stuff at us. Some guys have been throwing us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. And uh, Justin, you have one to uh, read off to the listener right now. Yeah, actually, I have a, a very particular one that caught my eye for some strange reason. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, uh, I was kind of thrilled to see it. So I thought, you know what? I like this guy's style. I like his flair. I'm going to give him some time. So this five star Apple review comes to us from um, Barrel the Pill Pusher. Um, don't worry, we know Beryl, Beryl Joffrey, friend of the show. Um, you actually won a card off of one of our competitions. Uh, he is a pharmacist. That's why he's called. he calls himself the pill pusher. Um, but his review is titled, Justin is the best. And the review is simply put, just says, did I stutter? And no, you did not, Beryl. You did not stutter. Strong. He yeah. came out strong, like quick, it. and to the point. So people that are listening that are – People, well, rather, people that are reading that and they're like, hey, should I listen to Toilets the Titles? Well, they got this guy, Justin, and apparently he's the best. Apparently. So, so I, I got to check it out. So I agree, Beryl. And no, uh, you, can't, you can't tell at all that I'm the one that picks out the five-star reviews, can you? <laughs> well, you get this because I get to start off by picking uh, the games of the week, which this week, man, it crushed me, but I'm, I'll take that. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> so, bet. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you have Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. It's a quick and easy way to get into the toilets titles frank and sank listen to leak if it's good enough like if it's you know a fire review that we really enjoy we might even give you a free entry into frank and sank which is 25 dollar value and uh, speaking of entries we were doing uh thanksgiving day boxes i wanted to say super bowl but it's not it's thanksgiving day boxes uh five dollar squares full payouts uh they go as follows um first quarter If your numbers hit at $75, second quarter, $100, third quarter, $150, and final is $175. So it's progressive. Something a little bit different this year. And they filled, which I expected them to. So everybody who joined, we are going to randomize the numbers on air. So, uh, Justin, can you go ahead and switch the screen to show the numbers here? 
Um, no, because oh, wait a minute, maybe. Oh, there we go <laughs> with your face, though. <laughs> but this this isn't. Oh, wait a minute. What if I do it this way? I think you clicked on something different down at the bottom earlier, John. Uh oh. How about this? Stop screen. I'll hit present, share screen, Chrome tab, random, boom. How about now? Try it now. There All right. Go. There we go. We did it. All right. So, Justin, should we start off with the Cowboys or the Giants? Um, you know what? Uh, uh, losers go first. We're going to let the Giants go first. Oh, man. Don't jinx us. All right. That's fair. So if you look in here, um, I have numbers one through 10. I'm just going to randomize it once. And just so you know, for full disclosure, the Giants are on the side column. The first number that comes up, I'm going to go top to bottom. So whatever number is on the top of the list will be on the top and we will go top to bottom. Okay, go ahead. All right. Show that again. Okay. I'm sorry. So the Giants are on the side here. However, they appear on the list coming up. I'm going to fill out top. So the first number will be here and down. All right. And you guys know what square you pick because you sent it to them. Yeah. And I'll take a picture and anybody who wants a picture of it after it's done, um, I will gladly send you a picture and you could figure out which numbers are yours. That way you don't have to ask me and I don't have to look. You can figure it out yourself because I'm cold blooded. All right. Ready? We're going to randomize it. 42 different chats that we're in. Yeah. All right. It's randomized. Bam. So number one. Oh, you know what? I put 10 instead of zero. So one's so going to be zero. Yeah. So one is zero, followed by two, followed by four, followed by eight, followed by six, seven, five. This is riveting radio for those listening at home, I'm sure. One, <laughs> three, and nine. Now I'm going to go back, and I'm actually going to edit 10, make it zero. All right, so the Cowboys, can you put me up on the big screen again? We are going to go the first number here and then down. Okay, so here and down, however it pops up. So if you can see, the zero is here. So the first number will be the number closest to the zero. All right, and uh, let's do this. Randomize. Boom. The first number is five. So Sven picked number one, friend of the show. Uh, he's got Cowboys five, Giants zero. All right. Then the next number is two. So Dabari, John Dabari, also friend of the show, has got Cowboys two, Giants zero. But I'm not going to do this for the rest of these. <laughs> that'll take way too much time. But just to get an idea, get some excitement going. And then nine, six, eight, zero. Ooh, Rick. Rick, I like his numbers. He's got Cowboys 8, Giants 0. That is very possible. All right, 7, 4, 1, and then 3. Uncle Steve, I'm going to read yours off. You're first. You, got, you took number 9. You got Cowboys 1, Giants 0. That, too, sounds like a winner. So that's it. All right, I'll take a picture later. These are filled. Good luck to you all. And I do appreciate you playing our little game. Uh, hopefully this is as enjoyable for you as it is for us. Justin, why don't you go ahead and read off the uh, – or briefly discuss. You don't have to fully read off. Briefly discuss our weekly uh, episode schedule. Yeah, so Monday nights, uh, we used to call it the waiver Wire episode. Now it's more like just a Patreon supporter episode. 
um, in-season Patreon supporter episode that Joe does, Joe Clark. Um, all the guys put together a list of a number of different things that we feel like maybe you, the the uh, listeners, might want to know. Some some of it is waiver wire pickups, some of it is uh, streaming pickups, some of it is trades, uh, potential trade targets to to try to pawn off so, um, or whatnot. A lot of several different things on that episode. Tuesday nights. Well, we're, we're actually I'm actually going to tease that later on in the show. I'm, I'm going to discuss some of the items we talked about in the Patreon episode just to give everybody kind of a taste of this is crunch time right now. Right. Fantasy football playoffs are right around the corner. You're either in or you're out. And if you're in, you need to make a move to seal it. And if you're out, you need to make a move to be productive next season. So there's always something you can be doing if you're playing dynasty. And then if you're in redraft, I mean, there's still reasons to make moves and build. So I'm sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. No, not at all. I like it. I like it. Um, and, uh, and also in redraft, just, uh, just a quick reminder, guys, we got Scott Fishbowl playoffs already. We are already into playoffs in a re in our first redraft league. Did you get um, in? I did. I did. I made it. I uh, I think I'm number like 880 something or something like that. So I'm about roughly in the middle of this first round. So so did you, you got in wild card then? Uh, no. Well, no. I got in on wins actually. Heck yeah, I got in wild card. Nice. I uh, so I got in. Um, honestly, you probably have more points than me though, because like consistently, almost every single week, I was like the fourth or fifth highest score. So. I got enough to get that against the average win every single week. And then I happened to be lucky enough to play a guy who had bi-week issues or injury issues or whatever every single week. So I, I was barely winning every game, um, most of my games. So I got the second seed, but I guarantee you I'm probably the the absolute worst overall. Uh, not second seed, but second place in my division. I'm probably the worst second place team in all of Scott Fishbowl. I don't know how it happened. But at the same time, we had nine uh, or eight out of our division make the playoffs, and another Dang. one was only a few points off. We almost had nine. So a lot of high scorers. That's I just impressive. We have a very lucky schedule. Um, so, like, like, I was second in my division, but I'm seventh out of eight in the Scott Fishbowl out of all the people in our division in the playoffs. So <laughs> very, yeah. very fortunate. But only 10% get kicked out in the first two rounds. And my team is built to have a really high floor. They just don't have a great ceiling. So I feel like I'm, I'm at least better than the bottom 20%, like pretty consistently. So I should be able to at least make it to that third round. Man, shout out to Real Ones Productions. If it's KT or Moon, we appreciate you tuning in. You want to check them out on the Twitter, both of them, FF Moon Vibes. I don't have KT's Twitter handle off, off the top of my head. I'll have to – I'll go search it. And I'll get that all to you if you want oh, to you check them out. Go ahead and search that. I'm going to go ahead and keep reading on the list here. Um, all right, you got it. Tuesday night's flagship show um, right here with us at 8 p.m., followed by head-to-head, -head, the IDP guys with Nino and Jared at 9 p.m. Um, Wednesdays, tomorrow morning. Guys, I'm kind of excited. I have tomorrow off, and I just realized I'm going to be able to wake up at 6.30 in the morning and watch D uh, DUD, the Down Under Dynasty guys, um, Matt and uh, bro, you need you can you can hop in the stream. You have you have com you have commissioner access. I have uh, the power, dude. You have the power. You know, dude. I don't I don't think I've ever actually been on their show either because dude. uh because I'm I'm not a dynasty guy, but I'm yeah. I think I'm gonna do it because they're Man. 
you know, it's uh, it's like maybe they're not watching this. Maybe I'll get lucky. And no they way. They're it. sleeping. Early, no, like, it's, it's like early morning, like late morning yeah. right now. But still, like, I, th- I think I'm going to do it because I got to wake. Uh, usually my wife and I get up in the morning anyway. She's got to work tomorrow. So I might hop in here and, and get on the show with the guys. That'll be fun. Yeah, dude, and surprise them. And it is. It's KT on there. What's up, KT? It's at Leverett, L-E-V-E-R-E-T-T underscore KT, host of the CFB Nation uh, with our guy Nino on there, man. And they do great work. And they're on Spotify. They got videos. Their, their production value is through the roof. So you want to check them out for sure. But Justin, I want to see you hop on that episode, man. And then you could, I don't know if you're watching the World Cup or if anybody at home is watching the World Cup. I, I lost money today on, uh, I think it was Denmark. I thought yeah, Denmark you was going to about win. the gambling scandals with the, yeah. the World Cup stuff? Yeah. Man, that is Dude, FIFA. FIFA is out of control. This ain't like... They don't have rules to regulate that stuff. Like they, they were do, but local. they're above the rules, man. Like it's shady. They do what they do whatever they want. That's insane to me. Yeah, it ain't the first time they've done something shady, and it damn sure will not be the the rest, but uh, the last rather. But you keep going. Let, let, let's get this. Let's, let's get through the APM APM Wednesday. We can't stop talking about our guys. Yeah, <laughs> APM uh-huh. Wednesday night. Joe knows. Um, that is a uh, just a general NFL information show. And Joe's got the information. It's not aptly named Joe Knows because it rhymes. Dude, Joe um, Knows always. That's right. And then 10.30 p.m., it's uh, T to T after dark, uh, the gambling show, D to D, um, at Dollars to Deuces. Um, and uh, they, it's kind of a, an adults-only show. Please uh, make sure the kids are safely tucked away in bed for that one. Um, Friday night, 7 p.m., or sometimes earlier, TGIF. That's this guy is Friday with myself and George. This guy's Friday. <laughs> this guy is Friday. Um, Jeff, Jeff Friday. <laughs> no, this, this guy is fragile on Friday nights. I always mess that up. This guy um, is Friday. That's clever. Uh, the, the other day I said, um, uh, uh, thank God it's fragile. Um, I, I get it all mixed up, but you get the point. Yes. George and I are going to bring you the injury updates for the week before you have to set your lineups. This one, this week's going to be a little tricky though. Um, being that there's three games that are already going to be played on Thursday night. So make sure you're monitoring those, those injuries yourself. Um, uh, and we're going to hit on a couple big ones uh, here in a little bit, but mostly this, this is more of a DFS day on Thursdays, but we'll get to that too. P2P um, is our college and Debbie talk again. That's Jared and Nino with their second show of the week. And then Saturday nights, 9 p.m., that's your dash dash of DFS show where you're going to be setting your DFS lineups and and asking the guys about their value picks. And then Sunday mornings at 10:30 a.m., the Blitz um, starts it. Advice from half the guys on the team, <laughs> the, the the really smart half that can help you with their start sit advice. And that and that show is popping. They get a lot of questions going on, so a lot of repeat visitors. I doubt that they would keep coming back if they were getting bad advice, guys. Yeah. So. Keep that in mind. Yeah. And you can catch out all those shows. You can go back and check it all out if you go to toilistatitles.com. Yeah, or go to the YouTube channel. And then also we do that DFS show Saturday nights. Uh, Joe Arachi, um, he is at Drop the Leash JC on the Twitter. He actually releases a Thursday slate article Thursday morning every single week on toilettitles.com which is going to give you a preview of who to play on Thursdays. If you're trying to play Thursday DFS, which is this week, Thanksgiving is going to be wild. Like I think this is it's kind of teasing something I'm going to say later, but I think this is going to be one of the best Thanksgiving slates we've had 
in quite some time. And uh, Joe, he's already written the article. It's ready to go. And uh, you're going to want to check that out. Toilets to Titles uh, Thursday. I'm sorry, Toilets to Titles.com Thursday morning so that you can uh, you can check that out. And I, I failed to mention, and I'm going to mention this now, uh, rest in peace to the Green Ranger man. All right. This is uh, Jason David Frank. I wore I wore my sweatshirt. And, you know, some say the U, the University of Miami, created Swagger. But I'm going to tell you, the Green Ranger introduced me to Swagger. Like this dude, he showed me, make yourself valuable, man. He wasn't in the Power Rangers. He was on the outside. He was intriguing. And uh, he was a bad dude. And, and then he joined the Power Rangers because they needed him. And I was like, man, I want to be the Green Ranger when I get older. And clearly, I didn't become the Green Ranger. But he, I was able to at least get a sweatshirt. So yeah. I got the Green Ranger sweatshirt. He was he was the coolest dude on, on the Power Rangers. And if you grew up, like I, the 90s, man, I, I was born in 1987. Power Rangers and Pokemon were like two huge things. So this was one of them, the Green Ranger. So, so rest in peace, dead at 49. It's uh, too young, man, way too young. So uh, I felt the need to get that <laughs> out there, man. But but back to the show. Hey, it uh, looks like we have a uh, trade question. In okay, go ahead. So we've got C.D. Lamb and Najee Harris or Aaron Jones, Tyler Lockett, and Jacoby Myers. Um, very, very interesting here. I mean, obviously, there's a, a lot of variables here, PPR, Dynasty redraft, but honestly, I think in just about every format, I think I'm taking side A with CD and Najee. You know what? I think in in, in Dynasty, but I, I think in redraft, I'd consider side B – because I think Aaron Jones, to me, is the most valuable piece in this because I think he's the most consistent. I think Najee and CD are both very strong assets, but they're both inconsistent. CD is becoming a little bit more consistent, but the Cowboys are realizing they can win on the ground. And Dak's getting back to playing like his old self, and he's distributing the football. It's not just going to CD, so you're not going to see like 12 target games for him. You're going to see seven or eight with five or six receptions, which is solid. But, um, you know, he's not going to force feed it if they're trying to take CD out of the game. And then if the Cowboys go ahead and bring in Odell Beckham, you know, they're not going to be able to focus on CD as much as uh, what I mean is the defense won't be able to. But also that just adds another target for Dak to spread the ball out to. So, you know, I'm thinking redraft. I'm actually going with the side B. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. And and now that I think about it a little bit more, Najee is going to get shut down this week against the Colts. So. Yeah, that's uh, you're probably right. You're probably right. Man, that's... the Colts blew it. I thought the Colts were going to do us a solid by beating the Eagles, no, man. I, I, I didn't think that they were. I mean, I knew they were going to compete. I knew it was at least going to be better with um, with Jeff Saturday. I didn't think they even really had that close of a shot. So I'm super proud of the team. I was I was perfectly happy with the outcome. Yeah. Like you don't you don't win in a loss. I get that, but it was fun. It was exciting. And it was a lot better to be a Colts fan watching that game yeah. than it was even watching the wins earlier in the season when they weren't doing the right thing and still happened to get a couple wins. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's funny, man. Um, I was listening to a radio show today. I think it was like Sirius XM NFL and they were talking about the Colts and you know how impressive they have been. And when they were talking about the offense, the, one of the hosts on the show brought up Alec Pierce, like mm -hmm. surpassed Michael Pittman. And it wasn't like, hey, there's this young guy, he's playing well. Like he dropped, he just name dropped Alec Pierce and kept going as if the world knows 
Alec Pierce is like the lead wide receiver, which I thought was crazy. He's a rookie, you know, and like, it's just that, that is, I think great news for you as a Colts fan that this dude's already established because you and me both know, I don't need some radio host to tell me Michael Pittman's a dude, you know? So the fact that Alec Pierce is coming on enough that the world already knows who he is. They did Steve. You're right. But I get what Justin's saying. Um, it's, it's good for the Colts that, you know, they have Alec Pierce and they have Michael Pittman and, and they have like a, a plethora of tight ends. They just need to find that quarterback. Uh, but, Justin, we got no buys this week. So if you're Woo! playing fantasy football, it's a huge weekend, man. It's Thanksgiving, no buys. So that is absolutely phenomenal. Um, we got a few injuries you were going to read off, quickly discuss, because if you want to hear all about these, you want to tune into our Friday night show, This Guy is Fragile. But Justin's going to read off just a few to give you a little taste. Well, it is uh, uh, injury and news, so um, we'll actually start with Melvin Gordon and Darrell Henderson both getting cut by their prospective teams because both of these uh, crap teams looked at their team and thought, hey, how can we get better? Oh, I know. Let's cut our running backs. Um, yeah, but what so does that say about the running backs? That Well, I think that that means that they're just – they don't really care. They're ready to lose. They want to get better draft picks. Or they suck. Or they're not getting along very well. If you remember, especially in the Darrell Henderson – well, I mean, Melvin Gordon, yeah, he sucks. But with the Darrell Henderson side, they uh, Cam Akers was on the outs with the team. He left mm-hmm. the team for like three weeks and four weeks Weird. or whatever. And Weird. they weren't like it, – it, and right after the trade deadline, all of a sudden he's ready to come back. And then, then he comes back, and then this last week he actually gets run. And they started with Henderson. Henderson. Henderson had two carries for nine yards. He actually looked like he was playing decent to start that very first drive. And then after that it was – cam and then the next drive it was cam and then cam and they like it was cam for the rest of the game with a couple other running backs and uh and you didn't see henderson i really think that there's beef in that running back room and they're finally just like guys some something's got to give right i i think I, that has a lot to do with it um yeah uh, but also i've been a darrell henderson um uh, uh believer all along and i don't believe in cam Akers, so maybe i'm just trying to create a narrative in my head to justify me being wrong because if they were just going to get rid of a guy, why wouldn't it just be Cam if, if you know, he was the lesser of the running backs? Regardless, um, they both got cut. I think it would be hilarious to see the Rams go out and pick up Melvin Gordon and to see the Broncos go out and pick up Darrell Henderson. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Man, just a little swap, imagine. Yeah, a, a trade after the trade deadline. Yeah, man, <laughs> like a synchronized swim right there you know just just swapping i i have some news um you didn't write this down because it's breaking news george commented george reed the other half of uh tgif that he's starting the saw series this evening Ooh, nice so he wanted you to know that so george i'm I'm letting justin know on air i'm very proud of you george so that's your film yep get that get get you some if you're missing any, I've got all of the DVDs. Yeah. Send him. He can't he can't see you because there's a giant turkey behind you. Yeah. Uh, you know what movie I was thinking of today to get off topic again yeah. that uh, I forgot was like, so the faculty came on my mind like last week. That was, I had that on DVD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah remember DVDs, man? Like I was like a yeah. high schooler with the faculty on DVD. Uh, so I liked that movie. And uh, remember the others with uh, Nicole Kidman? Not right off. Dude, so I don't want to ruin it for you, but 
I'm sure I've seen it. It's they move like... into a house. It's like an old movie. Like their her husband goes away to war. It's just her and the kids, and they move into an old house, and like just ghosts and weird stuff happens, and there's just a big twist at the end. And Nicole I'm writing Kidman. it down just in case. Watch it, man. You and Lori, the others, check it out. <clears throat> then let me know next week. We'll 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 catch up. You know what I'm also thinking of doing? I'm I'm a big fan of the movie It. Uh, my son's been reading the Goosebumps series. Yeah. And we like to listen to podcasts discussing that. I'm actually thinking about getting Stephen King, the book, it, and reading it. Nice. Yeah. So just to go on a little cool. horror tangent right now. So he's seen the movie, I'm assuming, Goosebumps. No, no, for myself. I'm sorry. He's oh. seen the movie Goosebumps. So myself, yeah. I'm thinking about getting it right. to read for myself. Right, right, right. And, right. and one of the reasons I've started to come to that conclusion about getting the book or that decision rather is because he's into goosebumps and we talk about it a lot. So I feel like this is the adult version of that. Cause I want to share in his joy of reading and, you know, So when you scared. were a kid and you were watching the green power ranger, the one of the very few books I ever actually read, cause I'm not, I'm not a reader. I don't like books. Um, but one of the very few books I ever actually read was pretty much almost, if I remember right, almost every single book in the Goosebumps series. Dude, I was right there with you. I love that series. The, yeah, I, I mean, I'd be in, I would be in class. Yeah, I would have it underneath my desk reading the book while they're yeah. trying to actually teach me things that were going to carry me in life. Dude, and, I, and I, I would be frightened, terrified at night. I hated going to bed, dude. And I still <laughs> enjoyed reading those books. I had a, I had a bunk bed. But my bunk bed, the bed went out. So the walls behind me, the bed went out and then the top bunk went across. So part of my bed was under the top bed. So there was a cubby here right yeah. next to my bed. And in the cubby, I had an alarm clock. It was a goosebumps alarm clock with two skeleton hands coming out of it. <laughs> Loved it during the day. Absolutely terrified of it at night. And I remember one night, I don't know what happened. I don't know if I, um, if I set the alarm by accident or if somebody set the alarm and it went off at like three o'clock in the morning and it was like scary sounds and stuff. It like, dude, I, I, it took me a while to recover from that. Did you have siblings? Oh yeah. Uh, I'm sure. Dude, it was you want to hear a funny story? I'm sorry. We're getting way off the rails, but it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, This is fun. Okay. So I, I used to have a closet in my bedroom. We all had closets, right? And this closet had a hard time staying closed, you know, and that scared the hell out of me. And inside of that closet, little Johnny had a hanger and the hanger had a clown on a swing on it. Yeah, so a hanger, clown on a swing. So just as big as the hanger, you know, I hated it, dude. I hated it. Why did you have it? I don't know. My parents gave it to me. You, When you're a kid, you don't make decisions. It's put in your bedroom. You accept it, at least at that age. I could have made a decision to put that thing under the bed. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be even more terrifying. <laughs> so so one day, little Johnny's like, I've had enough of this. I'm taking this thing to the garbage. So I take it out of the closet. I walk down the stairs, out the garage. And then out the garage was a long driveway that went down, a long hooking driveway. And the garbage cans were already at the bottom of the driveway because the garbage was going to come later. I put it in the garbage. Dude, I put this clown on a hanger in the garbage. I go back inside, proud of myself, relieved, load off my back, make myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, get distracted, probably watching the Power Rangers, go back up into my bedroom and guess what's in my closet? 
No way. I swear to God. My sisters, I found out years later, saw me do all that. <laughs> took it out of the garbage can and put it back in my bedroom. Your sisters are amazing. Dude, I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, so I was like, now. You said it was years head, later before they told you? Yeah, dude. In my head, <laughs> in in my head, I'm thinking to myself, this thing's pissed. Yeah. I just threw it in the garbage. It's back and it's pissed. You know? That is awesome. Yeah. Years later, you were thinking about that all those years. I don't know. Like, I, honestly, I forgot. You know? What happened but, to it, though? What happened to the clown? I don't even know, man. Because I know you didn't throw it away again. No, I, I honestly, I grew up and like, I don't really remember. It's you know, still I got in that closet. The house burned down. It's still hanging there. <laughs> yeah. The house burned to the ground, by the way. It's completely gone, uh, but it might still be there. The ghost of that clown is there. But anyway, this is becoming oh. a Halloween show. It's a Thanksgiving show. Go ahead. One more question, we then we can move Justin on. Fields with a, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Injury. yeah. Um, and uh, um, so, uh, so one of the doctors that we were talking to beforehand had posted on his website uh, that he was worried, more worried about the the leg issue because it looked like his leg had tightened up it came out later thanks to the infamous uncle steve who here lately has been breaking news for us on the patreon chat again another reason to get in on the patreon chat we got people from everywhere typing stuff in there but uh mentioned something to me about um he uh they had reported that it was cramps it has been confirmed since then that uncle steve knows his stuff and it was just cramps so uh field's legs are probably okay he still might be a little uh, leery about running the football, though, with that AC joint injury. Because if you remember, with all of them that Dalvin Cook has had, every time he gets hit, he grimaces so much in pain. Um, and then he sits out a few plays, and then he comes back and tries it again. Like, it is a very painful um, uh, experience to have. So we don't know if Fields is going to necessarily play to 100%, but it does look like he's probably going to play. Kyle Pitts likely done for the season. Um, MCL tear. Uh, I believe that's already been confirmed, actually. So, um, so uh, Kyle Pitts is already kind of a disappointment this season. I think he was like tight end number twenty or something like that. Yeah. PPR. So, uh, uh, not huge news there, but enough that you drafted him. So you've been playing him. You probably drafted him too high, and uh, and now you have an excuse to drop him finally. Man, I heard Matthew Barry uh, on Sirius XM Fantasy today put it like this. And it's kind of cold-blooded, but it's also true. This injury removes that burden of deciding whether or not to start him. Yeah. You know, which it's personally on a human-to-human -human basis, you're you're clearly, you know, aware that this is his livelihood. He's yeah. injured. You know, it sucks. Um, I do have positive. Uh, expectations for him. I do think he'll recover because, you know, the medical industry right now is better than it's ever been. Um, I also think that coming down the pipe is either Desmond Ritter, who's I'm assuming could throw better than Marcus Mariota, or maybe they'll draft another quarterback. So I do think his future is bright. I think he'll be okay. But for the fantasy football player right now, that burden is lifted. You know, I drafted Dalton Schultz and Kyle Pitts. So that was a stack in Scott Fishbowl. And I also got Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. So I thought those two duos were going to carry me. Hurts and Mahomes are, are getting it done. Yeah. And uh, Pitts and Schultz have been 
a little bit disappointed. But let's not talk about disappointments. Uh, let's we, we added a segment this week, things we are thankful for. And uh, I'm going to give it to you first. All right. What are you thankful for this year? All right. So, um, uh, so obviously the, the support from my family is, uh, is going to be number one. Um, we spend a lot of time and, and uh, like hours on hours with this show on a, uh, on a weekly basis. When the season ends, we kind of even just ramp it up. It seems like a lot of times for a lot of the content we do, we're not getting paid to do this yet. So, uh, so it's uh, so it is a bit of a sacrifice from the family. So that support the family shows us. Um, and when I say family, I also mean our T to T family, the guys um, that are on the team that are consistently putting out content and dealing with all of our crap when we, uh, we lose our stuff and, uh, and we, uh, uh, we get a little uh, uh, upset sometimes. I think we mostly keep it positive. We probably need to do a better job of doing that. Um, personally, I think uh, sometimes we, we, we take this stuff a little too seriously, but for the most part, I think we're a really good family, a really good dysfunctional family, but we're a really good family. Uh, I'm also very thankful for Sugar Cream Pie and Ryan Reynolds. Excellent. You can very, never Sugar Cream Pie or Ryan Reynolds. Very well said. And uh, I'm going to go quickly. Uh, me, you know, it's the health of my family. Uh, you know, I have an 11-year-old son, an 8-year-old daughter. Uh, I get to spend a lot of time with them, so that's a blessing. You know, my work allows me to, to be around and um, – you know, my wife's healthy, you know, I've struggled with, you know, health issues in the past. So right now everybody's all right. Uh, I'm also thankful, like you said, for the team at toilets and titles, man, we, we started this thing, just me, you and Nate, just one show. And, uh, quickly we added, you know, a few guys here, a few guys there, you know, can't be Ben, Matt, rich early on. And, and, uh, then we grew from there and everybody's come in and for the most part, like, Maybe we've had like two or three guys that we've considered bringing on where it didn't work out and didn't feel right. But everybody else, like at first I'm a little concerned because I'm like a, a hyper micromanager and I like to have all my ducks in a row and I like to fit my square pegs into square holes and my round pegs into round holes, you know, and um, I try to have an image of what everybody's going to do before they get on because I want to be a well-rounded team and I don't want, you know, everybody to be in the same lane. And we've just come together as one big family and everybody's kind of got their own role and everybody like, you know, is just really into, you know, carrying this, this brand, you know, this website, this podcast, this network. And um, I'm just so grateful because we have a bunch of great dudes who podcast, write, edit, you know, run the website, do the graphics. And, you know, just, I, I can't say enough about all of the members at Toilets and Titles so you do want to check out the website. You do want to follow everybody on there and you do want to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You want to check out all the content because it's not just me, Justin and, and Nate anymore. Like we branched out. We got so much more than that. So, and also I'm thankful for Michael Parsons. All right. Defensive MVP right now. He's asking everybody who will listen why the MVP odds are only quarterbacks. And I, I think he's right, man. I think he's the most valuable player in the NFL. Dak went down. It didn't matter. Cowboys defense carried them. And this dude just buried Kirk Cousins like the third play of the game, forced fumble. Kirk Cousins was not the same the rest of the rest of the game, and it's the Michael Parsons effect. And I, I play defense. I love defense. I love physical football. I love low scoring football. And the Cowboys usually are an offensive team. And I've always been jealous of teams like the Ravens. And I like the 49ers. And 
their defensive team. And now I have a team that I can root for that is defensive based and plays physical, gritty, strong football. And uh, it's enjoyable, man. And uh, to you listening at home, comment on the show on YouTube. Let us know what you're thankful for. I would love to read it. And I, I would love to get some insight into not just your fantasy uh, takes and, and whatnot. I'd like to hear, you know, you as a person, what you are thankful for. Uh, quickly, briefly, uh, we got close in here. What's up, Daniel? Uh, Emmett is at the uh, Harlem Wizards basketball game right now. So I figured you'd be there. Daniel's dude, he's at Fortnite, carries me a Fortnite, but he's also a big hooper, man. This kid shoots buckets like Carolina Chris. So uh, I figured you'd be there. And maybe since you're not there, maybe Emmett's home. Maybe he's upstairs now, but uh, shout out to you, man. Into that pumpkin pie. That's it. Yeah, glows too. Check out if you play Fortnite. Go check out this kid's Fortnite channel. He's a master builder, phenomenal. But anyway, I briefly want to discuss. We're a little, we're a little behind, and uh, I got to be quick here. I wanted to let you know our Patreon episode. Go check out Patreon.com/backslash/toilets/titles to get access to our Patreon episode. The first tier is like three dollars. We have five tiers. We got tons of stuff on there. I'm not going to read it all off. But this week on the Patreon episode, we named three players that you should target. So we read this off in the episode in a trade for a late season dynasty or redraft push. We mentioned AJ Brown, Elijah Moore, Kyle Pitts, Brandon Ayuk. Um, you know, and your thoughts on Kyle Pitts uh, dynasty is not for the push. It's for the future. And he's at the lowest value he'll ever be because that's what Matt's thoughts are with Elijah Moore. So I'm not going to read off all the reasoning, but it's thorough. We, we, we thoroughly explain why we think you should make these moves. So we're not telling you you have to do it. We're explaining why we think you should do it. You can make your own decision. And then from there, we, we talked to players you should trade away. Uh, Matt believes if you're out of contention in Dynasty, get rid of Diggs, Hopkins, Henry, Kelsey. Those guys are all old assets. Get as much as you can. I, I personally just invested in Henry in a Dynasty league that I'm trying to make a push and Keenan Allen. So both older guys that I figured somebody be selling, I was buying. Ben thinks you should get rid of Jamal Williams. Uh, we got bi-week quarterback replacements. Uh, you put Taylor Heineke in there. We got Derek Carr, uh, some waiver wire pickups. So we got tons of stuff in there. And it's just basically like a, a packed, you know, it's like the stuffing of the Toilets and Titles <laughs> Network. You know what I mean? Like we we stuff this episode quickly, like a 15-minute episode that's like, all right, Monday, lick your wounds. If you won, great. Enjoy it. If you lost, Get over it. Now let's move on. Let's make the next move so we can continue to prosper and go on and win these leagues. That's ultimately why we are doing this. So, all right, Justin, last week, game of the week, you picked Titans at Packers, uh, 27 to 17. It was a 10-point differential, which usually would make you lose for the week. Yeah. But I picked Cowboys at Vikings. That was 40 to 3. Yeah. That was the biggest road victory the Cowboys have ever had. Yeah, my game, points. my game was Thursday night football, too. So sitting on that 10-pointer when I was already um, losing to you in the overall competition, I just kept thinking, man, this is just getting worse and worse. And then lo and behold, boom, uh, 37 yeah. points uh, actually put, put myself in the lead by two points overall. Man, it was a 27-point swing. Yeah. yeah so I, I was up by like 23 points. Yep. So – now I am down two points, but I will gladly be down because the Cowboys absolutely yeah. hammered it. And I don't ever pick the Cowboys because I, I don't like that juju. I don't like the, you know, so I picked them. And because I told everybody, it just seemed very Dallas Cowboys to lose to the Packers and then come back and smash the Vikings. I said it. I just, that's the way the momentum felt like it was swinging. And boy, did they ever do that. So this week, what's your game of the week? 
so this week it was it was pretty simple for me because I had it narrowed down to um, a, a few games, but uh, one of them in particular was on Thanksgiving over the other two that weren't. And this is Thanksgiving week. This is the Thanksgiving special. We have to have a Thanksgiving Day game. And uh, I'm going to choose the 8.30 game because at 8.30 at night, most of us have had our, our turkey and stuffing and we're ready to just lounge and relax and put our feet up. I'm going to really enjoy this game no matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm doing, because uh, it's football on Thanksgiving. And uh, so I chose the Patriots at the Vikings, the 8.30 slot. I think that the Vikings are going to have a bounce back game. Uh, they're uh, they're going to be a little bit uh, butthurt about getting dog walked by, by your Cowboys. And uh, um, the Patriots are pretty much as advertised in my opinion i think they're above 500 team they're a pretty solid uh, overall team they got a great running game pretty solid defense um so they like to keep game keep games close i i think that uh, they're very similarly built uh, except vikings can throw the ball quite a bit better um but uh, but i think both teams are designed to kind of keep this game close i think it's gonna be a fun matchup to watch and like i said it's gonna be after all that mashed potatoes and gravy yeah man and after the cowboys play the giants all right, Patriots at Eagles. I'm sorry, Packers at Eagles is my game of the week. That's Sunday Night Football. And I think even though the Packers are coming off a loss against the Titans, they beat the Cowboys. They still got Aaron Rodgers. I think the Colts played the Eagles well. If you put Aaron Rodgers on the Colts, you know, I think the Colts ultimately win that game. And I think the Packers, you know, I think they could run the ball like the Colts with A.J. Dillon, with Aaron Jones. You know, I think they have a corner like Rocky Sin in Jair Alexander, like they got players that match up, you know, I don't know if the linebacking core is as good as the Colts. I know, I know that, uh, what's he going Shaq Leonard is out, but Zaire Franklin's been good. So I don't think the linebacking core matches up, but I do think that, you know, they don't got to force Buckner, you know, but I think it's going to be in Philly. It's going to be cold. So that should help the defense a little bit. So I I think this is going to be a very close game. And I think the Eagles are in for a dog fight. Uh, betting locks of the week. I'm taking the Giants plus eight and a half at Dallas. I don't care. The Giants are starting to get exposed. It's a huge division matchup. I already put my money on this eight and a half points. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I'll be. I think it'll be like a six-point game at the most. And it'll be like the Cowboys pulling away late. Um, the Cowboys have not won a Thanksgiving Day game since 2018. So do for that what you will. And then Packers plus six and a half at Philadelphia. Eagles are another team that is getting exposed. I think the Eagles can possibly win this game, but they're not going to win by more than a field goal. The Colts beat the Eagles up and the Packers have the running game to make this another physical affair. Justin, what are your turtle heads for the week? Um, Real quick, the commanders beat the Eagles by running the football. The Colts almost beat them by running the football. The Packers have the ability to run. Then they face Derrick Henry. Then they face Saquon Barkley. Then they face Montgomery and Fields as a tandem can run. Right. Then they face the Cowboys with their running tandem. They've got a lot of vicious running games coming up. Second to last games against the Saints, Kamara, and then the last game against Saquon again. That's a lot of run-heavy teams. If the, if the league has caught on to this and, and the Eagles don't, fix it they right. can be in for a long stretch at the end yeah um yeah so my turtle heads i know we're in a hurry i just wanted to throw that out there something i noticed earlier today my turtle heads kyle pitts falcons tied in um <clears throat> they say it takes time for tight ends to develop in the nfl and and his rookie season pitts kind of debunked that myth by finishing as the tight end 11 overall in fantasy football which gave a lot of people uh, a lot of eyebrow raising and, and like, you know what, maybe he's going to click a little bit early. So they drafted him a little bit too high. Um, they say that wide receivers typically 
I'm saying wide receivers typically have breakouts in that year three, and Pitts kind of plays a little bit more like a wide receiver, especially when he does have his better games. Um, they say that there are uh, uh, several quarterbacks in that 20 to 23 rookie class that are already better than Marcus Mariota if the Falcons aren't confident in Ritter. Um, they also, some people also kind of say that maybe Ritter should be the guy that goes over uh, Mariota. Um, so after suffering an MCL uh, injury, this past weekend, presumably a tear um, this week against uh, uh, the, the Bears. Now's the time to buy Pitts and stash him for 2023's breakout season. Because um, it is just an MCL. It's not an ACL, guys. So uh, he might he's probably going to miss the rest of this season. Don't get me wrong. But he has plenty of time to rehab, plenty of time to get back on the field, and plenty of time to get back into playing shape um, uh, a lot faster than an ACL. And, and we're talking about buying him on the cheap now. Um, from teams that are contending, they've got these. They got uh, they got this tight end that they need to get rid of. They need to get a better tight end in there. They're trying to win championships now. You get them on the cheap for your dynasty team. Gus Edwards is my other turtle head, uh, Ravens running back. <clears throat> it's time to buy him now. Kenyon Drake has done good enough with that job that everyone has kind of forgotten about Gus. And they think that Drake is going to be the guy in Baltimore. But the Gus bus should be back as soon as this week. And he'll have that backfield for your fantasy playoffs. Two of those playoff games are against the Browns and the Falcons, who rank 30th and 24th against running backs after 11 games this season. So um, so I, I firmly believe that this is going to be Gus's backfield when he, when he gets back. Because while Drake has done a favorably good job, He's also not done a great job. If you really look at the stats, he's had a couple of games where he just happened to break out. One game where he got two touchdowns, and that was because he was the only guy there. Like, uh, the the opportunity was just there. Gus is a more talented running back, so he will be taking that back over. All right. Yeah, I got him. I have him stashed. So I've been kind of – I dropped Kenyon Drake to pick up Gus Edwards a few weeks ago. So I was like cringing a little bit, but I just couldn't let him go afterwards because there was no way I was getting Drake back. He was so. my uh, my running back six going into this week in in my main league, and uh, and I only had three wide receivers on my roster uh, because it's not a PPR and you only have to start two. So uh, um, so I traded him away for George Pickens with five minutes to go before kickoff of the one o'clock game, and then Pickens ends up having a great game. So now I'm and so now Pickens is my wide receiver four. When we get off here, actually, I got a question for you on the start sit situation. Yes. I now have yes. with my wide receivers. All right, and I love Pickens, dude. He's he's a dude. All right, but they're playing the Bengals this week, I believe, right? And the Bengals, oh, they, they oh, what's, uh, the Colts. Oh, okay, the Colts. All right, uh, all right. Let me go over Very my tough. dudes and duds. We'll yeah. talk about that after the show. All <laughs> right, my dudes, Joe Burrow at the Tennessee Titans last week. Burrow looked like what we all expected him to look like this season. He finished the day with 355 passing yards, four touchdowns. Titans defense is allowing an average of 20 points per game to opposing quarterbacks, which is good for third worst in the league. Burrow's back, starting with confidence. Next, Geno Smith versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Who'd have thought to this point that Geno Smith would be QB9? Not me. No way. Uh, Smith and the Hawks will face a Raiders defense that has been absolutely horrendous against the pass this week. The Hawks should be fresh coming off a bye, and I expect them to eat okay Saquon Barkley of the Dallas Cowboys the Cowboys beat the brakes off the Minnesota Vikings but Dalvin Cook quietly had a six yards per carry average all right so if the Cowboys hadn't gotten so far ahead I believe Cook would have had a monster day so the Cowboys got lucky that they just kept scoring I would say lucky they 
force the game script to be a passing game script. You know what I mean? And I think the Giants are going to stick to the run. I really do. He's coming off a quiet game. I expect him to have a monster day. Tony Pollard versus the New York Giants. So I got two two backs in this matchup. I thought Tony Pollard, and last week I had him at a dud. So boy, was I wrong. I thought he'd have a quiet week coming off a loss and having Zeke back in the mix. Zeke poached two short yardage touchdowns from Pollard, and it didn't matter. Pollard's still at a day. Start him up. Stephon Diggs of the Detroit Lions. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Well, I don't know if you watched this game, but there was a moment when uh, Sean McDermott was talking like very closely to Stephon Diggs. Uh-huh. And I, w- I don't think that conversation had anything to do about who's bringing the turkey or the stuffing or the mashed potatoes. It has something else to do. Uh-huh. And I think you're going to see Stephon Diggs get force-fed this week. And again, not turkey or stuffing. It's well, after, be after they had that conversation, he had four, yeah. four big catches. Yeah. To finish out the game. So. And this is prime time. Prime time Thanksgiving Day. You know this is huge for wow. him. Michael Pittman versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittman has 25 fantasy points over the last two weeks since Matt Ryan was inserted back into the starting role at quarterback. Joe Burrow exposed the Steelers secondary last week, and I think the Colts continue to do that. Trey McBride versus L.A. Chargers. McBride has the tight end one role all to himself now that Zach Ertz is out for the season. We're uncertain whether it's going to be Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray throwing in the ball, but the Chargers defense is allowing 12 points per game to opposing tight ends. I like his shot at having his breakout performance this week. And finally, Jeffrey Wilson versus Houston Texans. I know that Wilson is not the bell cow, all right? He's not the lead back in Miami, but he's facing a Texans defense that's allowing 30 points per week to opposing running backs. So there's plenty to go around. Go ahead. Hey, so we have somebody saying what they're thankful for. Executive producer Lori says, I'm thankful for a job that I can do from home and that it, uh, that has worked that means a lot to me. I'm also grateful for my family and all the support that uh, they give me. Love to hear um, it. I'm also very grateful that you, on your du- on your dudes team, just named off four guys on my main league. Yeah. So my, I, li- I like it. I like it. So if your if your opponent's listening, he should basically just bag it in. Yeah, and Lori says she didn't know I had a thing for Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he's a, he's a great actor. Yeah. Great, he's great a, actor. Great comic Ooh. actor. Yes, that's all it is. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm gonna go on to my duds. Kirk Cousins versus New England Patriots. Kirk Cousins got hit on the opening drive and he was never the same after that it's prime time Kirk this week. I don't like prime time Kirk. I think the Vikings are, are going to be in a little bit of a reel before they head back into uh, positive territory. Jalen hurts at the green Bay Packers hurt save. What could have been a rough fantasy outing as well as a rough result for the Eagles by scoring a last minute rushing touchdown this week, the Eagles face the Packers defense where the temperature and they're going to be playing in Philly where the temperature is going to be low thirties, you know, look for another low scoring affair with a minimal fantasy point output for Hertz. Uh, Alvin Kamara at the San Francisco 49ers over the last three weeks, Kamara is running back 23 while averaging just nine fantasy points per game. The 49ers have linebackers like Dre Greenlaw Fred Warner, who can just run. They can flat out run, and they can run with Kamara. They're going to bottle him up. Uh, DeAndre Swift (laughs) versus the Buffalo Bills. Since returning from injury, Swift has only touched the football 30 times in a four-game span. I do not like that. I think the Lions have like a a good grip on how they want that running back rotation. I still like Swift for the future. And if you're a dynasty owner, I suggest you go buy him now, but I'm not starting him. Uh, Deontay Johnson at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts defense have been giving opposing wide receivers the clamps. Their last victim was A.J. Brown. Was held only nine fantasy points last week. Uh, up until their bye, I'm thankful for Joe Burrow because he's a great football player. Uh, yeah, he is. He's a very good football player. Up until their bye week, Johnson was averaging 10 targets a game since then. Since their bye week, he's 
only averaging five targets a game, which is very interesting. All right. I'm sitting all the Bears wide receivers at the New York Jets. The Jets defense is allowing an average of 22 fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers, which is the fifth best in the NFL. We also know Justin Fields is a little banged up. Uh, no, I, I'm not trusting anybody. George Kittle at the New Orleans Saints. Kittle had a big day this this past week, but the Saints are the second the best the second best defense in the league at stopping opposing tight ends. From week six to eight, it seemed as if Kittle was back to his old tight end self. Then he kind of fell off. Then he went back. So I'm just not confident in him, and I think the Saints will hold him down. And then finally, Corderell Patterson at the Washington Commanders, which hurts for me to say, man, because that was my dude of the year last year. But he managed to score a total of 13 fantasy points over the last two weeks combined while facing the league's 27th to 28th-ranked rushing defense. Like He had great matchups, didn't do well. He saved the matchup with a ru- with a return touchdown if you're in a league where that gets you points. But um, – Man, the, the commander's defense. Yeah, the, the commander's defense are six against the run, and I don't like it. So, Justin, what's your slow your roll? You're all in for the week. Yeah, and and a little bit more on that Patterson thing. Like he's he's losing carries too. Yeah. Like I think they're just trying to transition them uh, yep. to the younger running backs. It's it's hate it. All right, so slow your roll, or I'm all in. Um, this one could have technically been a turtle head, but I was I'm just so dang excited about the remainder of the season. So. Um, so I'm all in on Latavius Murray as a top 10 running back for the rest of the season with, uh, with Gordon getting cut and chase Edmonds on the shelf, um, for an extended period of time, most likely if you're fortunate enough to be in one of the 66% of redraft leagues where he is available or 38% of dynasty leagues, that's right. 38% of dynasty leagues. Um, uh, Latavius Murray is unowned. Spend all of that fab to get him this week. Also, four of his next six games are against weaker run defenses um, in the Panthers, the Cardinals, and twice against the Chiefs. All right. So I am doing an I'm all in this week. And I am all in of Micah Parsons for defensive player of the year. All right. 47 tackles. 10 sacks, which is second in the NFL, 19 quarterback hits, three forced fumbles, which is second in the NFL, one fumble recovery touchdown, two passes defended. Dude, I'm even putting my vote in if I had one for MVP of the NFL. And I already stated my case earlier. This dude, his attitude, like if you look at some of his quotes, this dude is about it. Like he is absolutely about it. He bleeds Eat, sleeps, bleeds, breeds football. And this dude wants to win. He's a competitor. And I think that oozed off and it's starting to be contagious. And this team is starting to adopt that mentality. They beat the hell out of the Vikings, man. And they didn't let their foot off the gas. Like it was almost overboard. Like I was watching clips of them being told they're going to sit, you know, in the final quarter. And he's like, no, I I can't. I I need one more drive. And I think maybe it's just him. But then you hear Diggs saying it. Then you hear Zeke saying it. It's like they all – they just wanted to beat the absolute hell out of the Vikings. They wanted no doubt. And yeah. uh, I'm excited to see if that can be something that's consistent. So, Michael Parsons for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, this time next week, Justin, what was your last week's prediction? Uh, so, this time next week, last week I said um, uh, that uh, – that I kind of said it in the last segment. I'm doubling down Packers over the Titans and Colts over the Eagles. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> last week I said we would be saying this week, who exactly are the Dallas Cowboys after losing to the Packers and then beating the Vikings? Are they contenders or pretenders? 
and they lost to the Packers, beat the Vikings, like I said. They won 40-3. to We'll know this week who the Cowboys are if they go out there and handle business against the New York Giants. If they keep it close, you know, because I don't think the Giants are good. I don't. I think they're okay, you know, and I think they could stay in football games, but I don't think they're a playoff team that is going to make noise. And if the Cowboys want to be respected as a playoff team that's going to make noise, you got to beat this team up just like you did maybe not 40 to three, but it's got to be something like 24, 13, you know, 28 to 10, you know, something like it's, it's gotta be convincing, you know, but I'm not, I'm not convinced that it's going to be convincing. Justin, what's your prediction for this week? So for this week, it's for you gambling degenerates. Um, I, I, I know you're one of them, but I, I got to get I got to get this out to my boy Nate. We know Uncle Steve in the chat. He's uh, he'll bet a dollar on just about anything. But I got a parlay for you. I've got a guaranteed deadlock. Jeff Wilson, um, T. Higgins, and Foster Moreau are all going to score a touchdown this week and finish as a top ten in fantasy at their at their positions. Love it. That's a solid parlay. That, that that sounds like it could win you some money. My prediction this week of what we're going to be saying next week about this week is that was the most fun we had watching football on Thanksgiving in quite some time. Bills at Lions should be fun. The Lions are gritty. They are tough. It's not going to be a sloppy game. Giants at Cowboys, I think that there's a like, you know, a division on the line right there. And then yeah. Patriots at Vikings. Vikings are coming off a loss. The Patriots are the Patriots. They're tough. They're coming off a win where they just kind of scrapped by. So I think all of these games should be decent. You know, I remember a few years ago when the Lions would play and it was just horrendous. You know, like just let this game end. And I think the first game of the day is going to be good. The second will be good and the third will be good. So uh, that does it for the episode. We got head-to-head coming up next. I don't want to leave those guys waiting too long. Justin, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to Lori, Uncle Steve. Everybody who's in here, everybody at the Toilets of Titles family, every member of the Title Tribe, all the, uh, all the Patreon members. Uh, we hope to see a few more in there. And uh, good luck this week. Get in Patreon so you can check out that Patreon-exclusive episode where hopefully there's some action-packed, loaded stuffing in there for you to uh, get some gems out of that, as Nina likes to say, and to help yourself make some moves to propel your fantasy roster to that of a winning roster. Uh, Justin, you got anything to say before we uh, say bye-bye? Right here. We're thankful for you guys. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. We'll see you all next week.